You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Epistle Project. Today's passage is 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 16. And just before I read that, I want to highlight that this letter from Paul to Corinth was not the first letter that he had written to them. There had been another letter. There was a lost letter. And they had some questions. The Corinthian church had some questions after they received Paul's letter. And so evidently they wrote back to him and asked him some of these questions. And here in 1 Corinthians, as we know it, Paul is answering some of their questions that they had before. So you can kind of tell that in a number of places in this letter that Paul's responding to some questions that the Corinthians had about a number of different issues. In this case, they had a number of questions about sexuality, human sexuality, and how to live life as a worshiper of God, no longer as a worshiper of the pagan gods. And so in this section, he's writing to answer some of their questions. So I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 16. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now as a concession, not a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am. But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this charge, not I but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband. But if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever, and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever, and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy." But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how, you will, how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? What I want to highlight today comes early on in this passage. I want to highlight verses 4, and I'm sorry, I want to highlight verses 3 and 4. The husband should give... Uh, actually, it's four. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. One of the arguments that Paul makes for sexual purity and for uh, the expression of, of intimacy being in the, uh, the marriage relationship is the idea 
that as a man, as a husband, your body is no longer only your possession. It's not your own. We actually learned earlier uh, in the previous section that our body was bought uh, by Christ. We are, our body is His as well. So not only is our body His, but our body is our wives. And for women, their bodies are their husbands as well. We belong to one another in that sense. Now that's not a common view today. And you even hear this in some Christian circles. I'll never forget being at a wedding with my wife. We were uh, at, a, at a friend's wedding. And the pastor uh, made a big point to highlight the fact that these two people, although they were being married, they were still fully individuals. And he was really arguing uh, for the fact. He wanted, he wanted everyone to know and wanted the bride and groom to know that you are still individuals. You should express yourself individually. And, and the word individual is brought up so many times. Well, that's really contrary to the New Testament's teaching on marriage. Paul the, the author who mostly writes in the epistles about marriage, uh, Peter does as well, w- wants us to know that we, are, we belong to one another. We have obligations to one another. We have spiritual obligations. We have physical obligations. We belong to one another. And he says it clearly in verse 4. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body. The wife does. Let me say this, we belong to each other. We are one flesh. And so one of the ways to to quell sexual immorality, to, to stop it before it even starts, is to remember that I am not my own. You are not your own. You belong to your spouse. And to realize that we don't have sole authority over our bodies. This, this I believe, provides the deepest amount of love and intimacy that can be shared in the world. A Christian marriage where both people know, I belong to you, you belong to me. That is permanent. That is long-lasting. See, in a culture that does not believe that, in a culture that believes, I'll I'll treat my body however I want to, I do not owe you anything, I'm going to use you for my own pleasure, that's a culture that doesn't understand a a depth of love. They They may understand love to a certain degree, but that abandonment to one another produces a special kind of intimacy that you do not understand without that realization. So I just want to highlight the fact that we do belong to each other. And that's a very special thing. It's a special thing to be enjoyed, to be prized, and to be guarded. So if you are married, enjoy the fact that you are not in control of yourself. You are part of another person. and They are a part of you. And let that bring a special closeness to you and your spouse. That's the way the Lord intended it to be. That is true love. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.